Okay, welcome back. Um, it was an incredible first half, and we're really delighted to be back for the second half with Nick Hornby. He's long been a resident of Highbury, very close to here, and he's the author of numerous best-selling um, novels, many of which have been made into incredibly successful and much-loved films, including Fever Pitch, starring Colin Firth, High Fidelity, starring John Cusack, and About a Boy with Hugh Grant. He's a, um, also scripted adaptations of Lynn Barber's memoir and education, as well as Brooklyn by Colm Toybin. And his latest book is called State of the Union. And it's the companion novella to his new series, which is on the iPlayer at the moment. It's directed by Stephen Frears, and it just won three Emmy Awards, which is incredible. Um, it stars Chris O'Dowd and Rosamund Pike, and he's here to tell us all about that in conversation with co-founder of 5 by 15 Rosie Boycott. Please give them a warm welcome. Nick, well I, done on the Emmys. Oh, thank you. I, I feel that we're now getting to the meat of the evening. We've had a, stuff about the patriarchy and yeah, global yeah. warming and Brexit, and now I need Let's, to persuade so we'll you that my pathetic little 10-minute television series <laughs> is really the most important thing that's happening now. Well, I, I, I think that's true, though. I, I have, <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a confession to make. I used to be his boss for... All of three years? Yeah, very scary boss. Very scary boss. Yeah. Um, we were at Esquire together, and Nick wrote a column. And then suddenly one day he published a book called High Fidelity. And well, it was Fever Pitch first, and then Fever High Fidelity, Pitch. yeah. And then you yeah. sort of hightailed it out of there, and you became a star. <laughs> I, I, I remember getting fired, no? No, absolutely uh, not. Anyway, I'm the boss for the next few minutes, yes. so that's rather a nice reversal. So why did you do 10 minutes? Um, well, it was sort of a little bit in the air. Um, I'd watched a, a, a really brilliant series on Vimeo called High Maintenance, which uh, were sort of 10 minutes, 12 minutes, 13 minutes. And, and uh, I thought, oh, that's a really lovely kind of form to write in. And then a company was set up um, a couple of years ago called Quibi, which is going to make short stuff and, and I talked to them a little bit but um, I was in between things I, I'd been doing scripts which were stuck uh, waiting for money or directors or cast and I knew I, I couldn't start a novel um, and I knew that I was going to have time on my hands so I thought maybe I will try these 10 minutes and see if I like writing them Has it got something to do with our attention span? Well, um, I think certainly that's why other people were thinking about it. From my point of view, it was a bit like writing a column. It was something I could achieve in quite a short space of time. Um, and, and where no one had to give me any permission, uh, I could just write them and see what happened to them. Um, but I think people are, have watched them like on a bus ride. These, you've got you know, 10 minutes, you can watch one or two on your commute to work. Um, and 
I think people, yes, undoubtedly have shorter attention spans. My attention span is awful um, and has got worse. Right, well, we do 15 minutes, so we're just a little <laughs> bit longer than you. But you, you've got Stephen Frears directing it, and you met Stephen some time ago in a rather curious route. Well, when I sold the film rights to High Fidelity, the book just disappeared. Uh, um, it was bought by Disney in America, and um, no one was able to tell me what had ever happened to it. And literally about four years after I sold it, um, there's a, a, a kiosk outside Arsenal Station that sells newspapers and cigarettes. And I was a smoker then. I used to buy my cigarettes off the same guy every day. And one day he gave me a note, <laughs> and the note said, call Stephen Frears. <laughs> uh, with a telephone number and I was very surprised to get this note off the guy <laughs> selling me cigarettes every day uh, but I called the number and he said well I directed your book and um, that was the first I knew of it and began a rather interesting um, and lovely friendship so what's the difference for you when because you write scripts adapt scripts have all sorts of different relationships to the words. How does it, I mean, what's the difference between, say, something when you've adapted a book of your own or when you've come up with something completely original? Um, well, I haven't uh, adapted a book of my own for a long time. I didn't do High Fidelity or About a Boy. After the first book, I thought, I don't want to spend two years writing a book and then four years taking out everything that I just put in in the first place which is basically the process of adaptation. Um, and things changed a lot for me with an education, which was, uh, when I first saw it, it was an essay in Granta. And I, I really wanted to adapt it. I showed it to my wife, who's an independent film producer, and then said, actually, I want to have a go at it. And it was a perfect thing to start on because it had a, a structure uh, but it was very, very short, and I could flesh it out. Mm -hmm. It was halfway between an adapted and an original for me. Um, and I, I really loved doing it, and I, and I realized that the big thing about adaptation for me was that it gave me access to somebody else's mind. I, I, I'm stuck with who I am, and however different I try and make the books, there always comes a point where you think, oh, fuck, it's me again, you know? Um, <laughs> so <laughs> what, what was it like being, oh, fuck, it's Lynn Barber here? Well, uh, I, I loved being Lynn Barber for the duration of that job. And then, um, you know, I was Colm Toy Bean for a bit, and, and Cheryl Strayed, who wrote Wild, I was her. And um, they were not things I could have written myself, but I can use the skills, whatever they are, I have as a dramatist, to get to work on someone else's mind, and, and that's a real treat. So take someone like Cheryl Strayed. Yeah. Cheryl Strayed wrote Wild, which yeah. is this extraordinary story of a, a I walk. I came to see her at 5 you by did. 15. You saw her at a yeah. 5 by 15, and the book is... It, it, it's very, it looks, when you read it, you think, how on earth would you film this? Because it's all an interior monologue as yeah. she trudges along the Pacific Coast Highway, whatever it's called. Yeah. So how do you do that? Um, well, Cheryl's backstory had an awful lot of drama to it. I mean, it, it centers around this 
bereavement, you know, when she was quite uh, a young woman, uh, she lost her mother, who was her only kind of support. But that she then sort of spiralled into heroin addiction and uh, or, or taking heroin and promiscuity and all sorts of things. So there was plenty in the backstory. It was the front story that was that was harder because you had to convey the solitude um, without making it boring. So I think we did a lot with a sort of semi-monologue that comes from inside her and the sound design and, of course, choosing dramatic steps along, along the journey. The thing I particularly enjoyed was not going anywhere. I, I didn't go on the Pacific Crest Trail. I sat in North London. So you never it. went there? No, I never went there. Goodness. She went there, so I didn't have to. <laughs> And there's no point in me going when you're adapting the story of a woman who's been on the walk. I, I did uh, look at it on YouTube. You looked at the walk on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looked awful. So, <laughs> yes, but there was a sort of strange coincidence, wasn't there, that you had met Reese with, Witherspoon before, and then you discovered she had also bought this book. Yeah, well, uh, um, an education was um, launched everyone involved actually into this completely different world because we got nominated for Oscars and we went on this award circuit that you do which really is an award circuit in that there's a different award every week or two weeks and the film company's saying you've got to go to this one you've got to go to that one and we were going to these parties and being too scared to talk to anybody and um at one of them, I was talking to this guy who was a producer, and, and Reese was sitting on this sofa, and, and, and the guy said hi to her, and then said, do you know Nick Hornby? And Reese stood up, and she said, I'm going to give you a hug. And uh, she gave me a hug. And then she said, you wrote Nipple Jesus. <laughs> and Nipple Jesus is a short story I contributed to a charity collection. And so of all the things that she was about to say... That was the least that was, expected. I would have given you very, very long odds that she was going to mention that. And we sort of struck up a conversation. And then when I, was, when I read Wild and thought, I really want to do this, um, I found that she owned the rights and she let me have a go. It's a very good story, and I'm afraid we've also almost run out of time, which is extremely <laughs> annoying, um, because I could... I've got many more questions for you. Just one thing, State of the Union, they yeah. have a row about Brexit. I don't think we can have our 15 minutes without a quick Brexit moment. Well, um, it was funny. Someone who read it at a very early stage um, said, this Brexit row they have. He said, will anyone remember Brexit by the time the, uh, <laughs> the series is filmed? <laughs> On that note, Nick Hornby, thank you very thank much you. indeed.